Carlos Carrasco, he has been cleared to begin throwing to live hitters this Friday. Carrasco has been out a couple months after being diagnosed with leukemia. For the Mets, good news and bad news. Brandon Nimmo is expected to begin a minor league rehab assignment in the next 7 to 10 days. He's been out with a neck injury. The bad news, Jeff McNeil is most likely to hit the injured list with an injured hamstring. For the Boston Red Sox, Brock Holt is away from the Red Sox for personal reasons. He left the team on Tuesday. He'll not be around at all on Wednesday, but he is expected to be ready for Friday night's series opener back at home against the Orioles. And for the New York Yankees, CC Sabathia should be back in the rotation on Sunday. He's been out with a knee injury. And in the NFL, Stephen Holder of the Indianapolis Star has clarified that Andrew Luck has not been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. Some confusion currently out of the front office in Indianapolis. I'm Dan Strapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network News Update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. Ladies and gents, this is the BFFs. Number two, the BFFs. The action hour is live. He's Frank Stanfield. That's Eric Young. I am Greg Sussman. And because of this, I want you to know, I listened um, on my way home from work yesterday uh, to the Greatest Showman soundtrack. I've never seen the movie. Let's probably watch it. You keep talking it up. You would hate it. Shout out to Chris Pavona, though. Did make the new intro for the second hour of the program here. EY, are you a fan of the Greatest Showman? Yeah, great movie, man. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So why would I hate it? You'd hate it. I, I just got rave reviews from my two best friends forever. Right. Why would I hate the movie? Do you like musicals? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What do you... <laughs> is Grease a musical? I like yeah, Grease. Grease is definitely a musical. I like yeah. Grease. I saw Cats when I was younger. You know they're making a movie or a show. Well, there's been a show for many, many years. Cats. Yes. Like the, the Broadway play? That's a, that's a well, show. I think they're making a movie about it then. Okay. Or like a movie version of it. And sure. The trailer came out recently and everyone was like up in arms because it looks crazy. Like they look so weird. <laughs> so the Greatest Showman is about uh, the start of the circus uh, in musical okay. form starring Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron. Uh, uh-huh. I, I mean, I like some Hugh Jackman. I'll check it out. Yeah, screw both of those guys. Zendaya? <laughs> can't, can't be good at everything. Sure. Does Zendaya do it for you? The the girl, Zac Efron's girlfriend in the movie. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, you're you're not in Hollywood because you're uh, difficult to look at. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. She was. Uh, she also played the lead in the HBO show Euphoria, which is wrapped up. Hot take, Greg. Uh, one of my least favorite movies, I guess, obviously a musical as well for Johnny Depp is Sweeney Todd. I was not a fan. Not good. Didn't like it. You know, also wasn't good. Not good. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I never watched it. The Johnny Depp version I'm talking about. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch that version. Very bad. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I heard, and I just didn't watch it. It's weird, man. I mean, a little too weird, and if you're a fan of the original, it was hard to watch. That's Correct. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, I love the original. Same, Charlie man. and the Chocolate Factory so back good. in the day. I might have those reversed, by the way. It was a great movie. Charlie might be the Johnny Depp version, and Willy Wonka might be the Gene Wilder version. Probably. That sounds correct, actually. I think, yeah. I think Willy yeah. Wonka is, is the, the Gene OG. Wi- is the Gene Wilder version, yeah. Yep. It's so good. Yes, you're correct. Yep. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is the OG version. Yeah, so, so good. Uh, so there you go, Frank Spieves, Charlie the Chocolate, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> One of my favorites. Yeah, we're trying to find the golden ticket. Who is this year's golden ticket for fantasy football, Greg? Is it Curtis Samuel? Because I'm hoping so. 
Another one of Frank's faves. One of Frank's faves as well. It seems like it's one of everybody's faves this year when it comes to the fantasy football industry. Uh, I hope you were drafting your best ball teams, uh, you know, for the past month or two uh, because the discount you were getting on Curtis Samuel before does not exist anymore. He has now climbed into the seventh round of ADP. You're still getting him at a bit of a discount compared to DJ Moore, who's going in the late fourth, early fifth round range, but... Every single day, we're hearing more and more about Curtis Samuel. He's not just a gadget player. He's a legit route runner. He's getting behind the defense. He has the le- he has legitimate tools to succeed in the NFL level in terms of his speed and his hands and his route running. And last year, once he took over as a starting wide receiver alongside DJ Moore, he actually outperformed DJ Moore from a fantasy perspective. He was the wide receiver 19 over the final, I believe, eight weeks or so when he became one of these starting wide receivers. North Turner did a phenomenal job with this Panthers offense a year ago. By all intents and purposes, everything we've heard about Cam Newton's shoulder, and he had offseason shoulder surgery. He's looked good in camp. He's going to be good to go for the regular season. All of these reasons, Greggy, I have Curtis Samuel inside my top 35 wide receivers. I keep moving him up. Just moved him up again today. I just I want to get as much exposure to Curtis Samuel, uh, and really this Panthers offense. I, I think that they're going to do a great job. I moved Curtis Samuel up to wide receiver 31 today, Greg. Curtis Samuel, for me, checks in at number... Where is Curtis Samuel in here? 37. Still the 37. EY, where do you have Curtis Samuel this season? Well, I'm not going to count because that's boring, having me stare at my my iPad. It only gives me <laughs> uh, my overall ranks. So uh, I've got him at 82 overall. So I'm figuring that's probably somewhere in between 40 and 45 wide receiver-wise. Um, and, and I am, am moving him up because of the drum beats coming out of camp. Uh, he seems to be a favorite for all the writers there. This is, this is the guy. DJ Moore, I still believe, is the number one. But Curtis Samuel... Could, could be a, a sneaky guy, but he just keeps going up and up and up. And at some point, he's beca- going to become too high. I mean, it, like the, the hype is going to to make him not valuable enough because I just don't believe there's going to be a ton of throws to go around. Greg Olson being there, DJ Moore, McCaffrey is a patch, pass-catching maniac. At some point, someone's going to, production is going to fall off. And I think out of those guys, I'm going to say it's going to be Samuel. Greg, you are the DJ Moore guy. No, I'm not. He's not like, necessar- he went well, to Maryland. He went to Maryland, so I like DJ Moore, but I, like, I, I'm not sitting here. I, I haven't not, pumped up DJ Moore this, year, this season. I just meant from a Maryland perspective. Fine. Apologies. Thank you. Same alma mater. Would it surprise you if Curtis Samuel outperformed DJ Moore this year? No. It wouldn't surprise me either. No. And you're getting him at a two-round discount. We now. talked about that yesterday, like yeah. how, how much we're hearing now this summer of that possibility. And you're still getting a two-round discount. So, I'm look, I'm buying in. I hear what you're saying, EY. Like, there are a lot of mouths to feed in this offense. Like, it wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if Greg Olson just completely fell by the wayside or, you know, if Christian McCaffrey's target share or receptions came down a little bit because they are talking about using him a little bit less this season. Uh, but, you know, look, there's not really a third wide receiver to speak of. There's no Chris Hogan. Uh, so, for me personally, I think we see Christian McCaffrey's receiving come back a little bit. He's still going to be... Awesome. He led all running backs in targets and receptions a year ago. You know, over 100 receptions from a running back. It's just completely ridiculous. Uh, so it, those two things combined, the uh, usage of McCaffrey coming back a little bit and Greg Olson really being phased out, I think that that's probably going to be enough to produce, you know, two top 30 wide receivers with both Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore, uh, albeit might come with some inconsistency, Greg. 
Yeah, absolutely. Week to week, I don't think we're going to know who's going to lead this team, and it may be very frustrating to fantasy owners, but they want to get in on a guy like Curtis Samuel for that position, not position flexibility, but because what he could do everywhere on the field, whether it's out of the backfield or split wide or in the slot. Uh, people are in on Carolina in general, liking these weapons with C-Mac. I've been in on Cam Newton, DJ Moore, uh, Greg Olson, even we heard from Davis Maddock today, uh, and Curtis Samuel. People like Carolina this year, Frankie. Yeah, and rightfully so. Look, it just goes back to the job that Norv Turner did. He did a phenomenal job last season, Greg. Absolutely. All right. We take a break here when we return. More of Frank's faves. Stick around. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. The BFFs is live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, all under the Sports Grid umbrella. Remind me, I got us an email after this, Frank. That's an email out. I don't have the best memory, so I'll try. No guarantees, Greg. I just, I just, I just remembered that. I, I set something up yesterday, and I didn't email everybody to tell them uh, of a new policy. A new policy here at the network? Yeah. Uh, can, you, can you tell us about it on the air? Or Sure, yeah, yeah. So, uh, for those watching on YouTube... Uh, we here... We have our college shirts on. Looking spiffy. Yeah. So, uh, for those on, on, on YouTube, it's great. This, the fantasy, the BFFs, the fantasy program, will be airing on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. But for all of our gambling content, we have a Sports Grid YouTube page. So, we're going to start airing that stuff on both for the time being. So, I want to make sure that we are doing so. Okay. So, make sure that uh, everyone is subscribing to both the Fantasy Sports Network... Right. And the Sports Grid YouTube so page. So my job is to make sure that the shows themselves are airing on both places. Well, I will have you know this, Greg. Uh, I do not have to log into the Sports Grid uh, YouTube account. Right. But I have noticed on our restream where we set up all of our streams, yeah. the Sports Grid YouTube has been activated yeah. for the past couple of days. I did that. So uh, as far as I know, the shows are streaming there. Are, are, we, are, we, are we checking it? Are we, are we... No, it's good. It's on. It's turned on. It's on. So right now we're airing there. Yeah, on so we so we probably shouldn't be because we're fantasy. Okay, so that's why I got a, a note out. Okay, yeah, well that's fair because I didn't know about it. So now we just talked it out live on the air. And I hope people understand. <laughs> Where's some more of your favorite guys, bud? Uh, this should come uh, as no surprise. Um, but he has—it's a man with God in his name. How can you not love him? Chris Godwin! That is correct! Look, everybody loves Chris Godwin and Curtis Samuel. I get it. I want to keep moving him up my rankings. Honestly, Greg, I'm almost at that point. I might move him ahead of the Los Angeles Rams receivers. I might just move him ahead of all of them. As we talked about with Curtis Samuel versus DJ Moore, I understand how talented Mike Evans is, and this might sound completely insane, but I heard someone else brought it up on Twitter. How do we know that Chris Godwin can't outperform Mike Evans this year? So I know that it's crazy, but it's crazy because he's not as good. I don't know that that's true, man. Oh, I really don't Come know on, that man. that's true. I look I, everything that I've seen from this kid, everything that I'm watching. I think that he has all the talent in the world, and you look at his usage, talent, 
coupled with the situation with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Bruce Arians, his passing attack, vertical passing attack, their defense still not being good, and they're going to be playing from behind. They're going the pass volume is going to be there for the Tampa Bay Bucks this upcoming season. I know people don't want to hear it. The Mike Evans truthers. I'm a Mike Evans truther. I, drafted I don't think him. you are. I drafted Mike Evans his first year when he was a rookie, and I drafted him every year after that. I love the player. Have you drafted him this year? I would gladly take Mike Evans in the second round as well. Might as well take Chris Godwin ahead of him. I'm not going to do that. Why would I do that when I could get Chris Godwin at least a round later, maybe two rounds later? I'll take the discount in Chris Godwin right now. I'm just saying, I don't think that it's crazy. I think it's within his range of outcomes, Greg, that Chris Godwin, both guys being healthy, outperforms Mike Evans this year. I don't know if I'm just sipping the Kool-Aid too much, but the talent and coupled with the situation in Tampa Bay, I, I just I keep moving about my rankings. I, I can't get enough of it, man. I, I think he's going to have a breakout year. I think he's going to be amazing. I think Chris Godwin's going to be awesome, Greg. Do you feel the same way, Eli? Uh, I like Chris Godwin, but the thing, the reality is, is like the hype has gotten gotten completely out of control. Mike Evans is the number one there. Yes, they're going to throw the ball a whole bunch. The defense is going to be absolutely terrible. But where you have to get Chris Godwin, I feel like. I don't know if he can produce to that level with uh, the other guys going around him. Uh, I like Chris Godwin. I want him on my team, but man, I don't know. It just, and he just, his ADP just keeps going up and up and up. It's getting to the point where it's kind of terrifying. I always bring up the stat. Do you know that I never owned Mike Evans? Ever? I'm sorry. It's pretty fun to own Mike Evans. Never, never I think once. there was one year, maybe two years ago, where he had a down season, only scored four touchdowns. But even last year, the quietest 1,500-yard season you'll ever see. Yep. Never owned him. You should try and get some Mike Evans this year. He is awesome, but so is Chris Godwin. I bring this stat up a lot. I'll remind you guys once again. Chris Godwin led Bucks receivers, all of their players last year, in red zone targets with 16, despite only playing 64% of the snaps. So now you have to imagine that number goes up over 85% of the snaps. Bruce Arians is talking about using Chris Godwin both in the slot and on the outside there's a lot to like there, Greg. And the thing is, look, you don't have to take him ahead of Mike Evans. I'm just saying it's within his range of possibilities, range of outcomes. You can still get Chris Godwin in that fourth round range. I'm just saying, try your best to get Chris Godwin on your team. He's going to be amazing, Greg. Chris Godwin, going, you convinced me, because of your love for him, to rank him above Kenny Galladay, as I said, one spot. Chris Godwin now sneaks in at number 17 overall in my ranking. Is that someone we can... Target at pick 4-2 in GSC? 4-3 is what it is. 4-3? Ooh. I do have Robert Woods ahead of him. That would be great. I do have Robert Woods ahead of him. Ah, come on, Greg. Let's. We got to swing for the fences. We got to go for the upside. The problem, Don't we? The problem with these drafts with Frank <laughs> not being there, I'm going to have this like little birdie in the back of my head the entire time. I love it. Like when I wasn't there at <laughs> <laughs> One shoulder, Michael Florio. One shoulder, Frank Stanfield. Mike's going to call on the draft, I thought. I think so. I mean, you guys can, you know, FaceTime or whatever, call, whatever. Texting. Set up the AirPods, something. I get the AirPod working. There you go. That'd be cool. I think you should probably do that. You know, have Mike in the loop. You should be in constant communication with Mike. You trust him more than me. No, I'm just saying. Look, if I'm not going to be constantly in the loop, then somebody should be, right? Yeah, I'm there. I'm in the loop. I mean, outside of you. But if I wasn't there. We're a three-man team. If I wasn't there and you were there, Florio was there by himself. I, you, I at least call EY. Would you say that? Would <laughs> have you, EY in the mix. Would you say that I need to be in the loop if Florio was there by himself? Of course I would say that, Greg. Ah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, look, you're paying for a third of the team. I, I mean, you I, should have some input. I, 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 I agree. Exactly. So, I, look, this is a democracy. You know, right? I paid for a third of the team in baseball. It's not my fault that you had a, a team a draft going on the same day, same time. It's not it, my fault. Didn't have much input. 
Yeah, it, that's why the team is so good. In fact, you drafted guys <laughs> I, I, I hate, like Luis Castillo. And, and that's why the team's so good. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move over to the tight end. I was going to talk about O.J. Howard. Yeah, I'm, honestly, I'm just tired of talking about the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I'm going to move on to the... Whatever that total is, I'm sure you got to like bet the over, man. No, I mean, the thing is, I don't actually like the Bucks team. I just like their offense. I still think that their defense is going to be questionable. So I, I don't love the... Uh, the total there, a win total when it comes to the Tampa Bay Bucks, because they play in a really tough division. They still have to face the Falcons twice. They got to face the Saints twice and the Panthers twice. It's a really tough division to be in for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, but overall, I love OJ Howard. You guys have heard me talk about him before. I'll give you a late round tight end that, you know, if you miss out on the top six guys, if you miss out on Jared Cook and Vance McDonald, Vance McDonald, another one that I do like a lot this season. Greggy, take your headphones off and uh, hold your ears. You're not going to want to hear this one. Jordan Reed is my tight end 12 in the rankings oh, right now. On, We've talked about Trey Quinn. Come on, man. We've talked about Josh Doxson. I think there's a chance that Jordan Reed actually leads the Washington football team in targets and receiving this upcoming season. It's the first offseason where he's been completely healthy. He's part of training camp. Uh, you know, Gruden knows, Jay Gruden knows what he has in Jordan Reed. I still think that we can... There was times last year where we were starting him, Greg, where we were streaming him, and he yes, was actually I, I know. I was a good there. player for PPR leagues. And, you know, I think, what was it, two years ago when uh, Case Keenum was with the Vikings, that was when Kyle Rudolph had one of his best seasons. So I'll just throw the name out there. Look, it's really once you get past those top seven or eight tight ends, you're really just throwing darts anyway. So between guys like Eric Ebron and David Njoku and Austin Hooper and Delaney Walker and Greg Olson and, you know, a couple of these other old tight ends... Jordan Reed is coming off one of his healthiest off-seasons, Greg. And I still think that, you know, if you pair him with an Olsen, if you miss out on all those other tight ends, you can do a lot worse. I think that that's a strategy that you can actually go with if you miss out on those top eight guys. If you miss out on the top eight, Greg, who are you targeting? It's a really, really good question. Because I've been staring at tight ends a lot. Like, missing out on the top eight? Kind of interested in Delaney Walker. Kind of interested in Delaney Walker. Yeah, but it's just we continue what? to poo-poo that Titans pass attack, and now you want Delaney Walker? He's always good, always. We, we, <laughs> we, as in we in the room, not not Ey. Right. <laughs> so Ey, uh, who are some tight ends that you're targeting? Delaney you, Walker. If, if you miss out on the top eight or ten or so, I, I like the call of uh, Jordan Reed. I've got him quite a ways up. The, the stuff out of camp is saying that he's looking amazing, better than he's looked in the last two or three years. Yeah. Um, Mark Andrews is a guy that I love, and a guy that I, I really think that he failed some people last year and will be drafted very low is Trey Burton. Um, I, I believe in his talent. I believe that he could be a top 10 tight end, uh, and where he's going, he's a steal. Other big news, Brian Kendrick will join us uh, for the uh, auction talk. There we go. Brian Kendrick on the show Friday. Ewa, I appreciate the time, my man. All right, boys. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Just to prove that we're still learning, 
There was somebody I never heard of before. Why you, you shouldn't you shouldn't admit to this, Greg? I, why can't I be honest? And go I, ahead, go ahead. I, I shouldn't be honest with the audience. Go ahead. I didn't know of somebody. I said, Frank, who the hell is this? He goes, you got to know this, Greg. Like, who, what? Okay. And I found out about Alexander Mattinson. What round was he selected? There's no N in his name outside of the N as the last letter of so his it's last Madison. name. Madison. It's Madison, yes. Like Madison Avenue. It's not Mattinson. Alexander Madison. I've never heard of him. He is the backup to Dalvin Cook in Minnesota, and they're talking about him filling the Latavius Murray role from last season. So uh, not only is he a handcuff to a running back who is extremely injury-prone on a team that wants to run the football, but he might actually have standalone value as well playing alongside Dalvin Cook this season in that Latavius Murray role. He is my RB50, and I've wrestled with moving him up, but... I mean, the players right ahead of him I really like, too. Justice Hill, Matt Breida, Deion Lewis, Damian Harris, Kalen Balazs. I have, I have some of those players way higher. Okay. Alexander Mad- Madison uh, fits in my number 60 running back. Yeah, I have him 50. Just ahead of uh, Justin Jackson, Carlos Hyde, Naheem Hines, Duke have Johnson. Have you, like, way lower Daryl Henderson yet? No. Why would I? Uh, because he's third in the depth chart. I don't believe it. He's a better player than Malcolm Brown. I, he is a better player, and they're actually talking about carving out a role for him in the offense. They're not going to do that with Malcolm Brown. We've seen that before. Believe it when I At least C.J. Anderson, when he filled in last year, he was actually productive. Whenever we've seen Todd Gurley out and they use Malcolm Brown, he's been terrible. Daryl Henderson was the most explosive, arguably, the most explosive running back coming out of college this season. They're already talking about using him in a 6-8 to eight touch role on the team. I mean, he's probably third on the depth chart just because he's a rookie, but like Dwayne Haskins is third on the depth chart for Washington. Does that mean he's terrible? No. I'm just saying. I'm not lowering Daryl Henderson. I have him as RB36. I dropped Daryl Henderson all the way to RB47. Right. I moved Ronald Jones up to number 36. Well, when Michael Florio's favorite running back ever, Todd Gurley, goes down, Daryl pe- Henderson is going to be a top 20 running back. How petrified are you of us drafting Todd Gurley? Very. That is my uh, Devontae Freeman from last year. Todd Gurley. Yeah. And remember what happened with Devontae Freeman last year, Greg? I, I do. He played two games. That's why we lost. We, we, we bounced back, though. <laughs> we bounced back. We made it to the playoffs. Just got to hope there's a running back that comes to us in the first round. If there is, you're fine. You have nothing to worry about. It's, it's, we're fine either way, Greg. We're good. We're not, for you and your sake. No. What, do, you, do you really have Gurley ranked ahead of Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb? I have him... One spot higher than Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb, yeah. Mm-hmm. Please, please don't do this, guys. Don't do this. Please take Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb ahead of Todd Gurley. I, I can't do this. I'm backing out. Backing out? I'm backing out. I'm sorry, bro. You already paid me. Uh, send me, you, you send me my Venmo payment back. You cannot force me to do that. Look, at, uh, In a dream scenario, James Conner makes it to us. At pick 10, so that we are not considering no, no a arguments. running back in round two. No arguments. We're but all- if James Conner's gone, probably going to take Julio Jones. And then either Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. Well, Dalvin Cook probably won't be there. Come on, Greg! Dalvin Cook probably won't be there. There's no more Duke Johnson. How can you not want Nick Chubb ahead do, of Todd Gurley? Dan, hit the music, man. Do, 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 do. This is actually physically painting me. Is this like Destiny's Child or something? It's pink, bro. Pink? Yeah. 
NFL preseason is here with another slate of games this week, and season-long fantasy football drafts are in full swing. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and check out the NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package, which includes the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts have you covered with Dynasty Season Long and Best Ball formats, giving you an edge regardless of what type of season long fantasy football that you play. Save 10% off at RotoExperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 Fantasy Football Package is available right now only at RotoExperts.com. How you doing, Frank? Great. Can you just move those running backs ahead of Todd Gurley in your rankings? If I do, then you have nothing to worry about. Should I just continue to look up reasons why we like Nick Chubb? <laughs> and Dalvin Cook. And Dalvin Cook. Come on, Gray. I mean, look, when it comes to Dalvin Cook, you know they want to run the football under Kevin Stefanski. Kirk Cousins' pass attempts went down to 27 per game. That's got to mean something, right, Greg? Right? Do-do. Todd Gurley, only 60% of the snaps this year. You don't want to get involved in that, Greg. You don't want to do that. They lost their offensive lineman. They lost Roger Saffold. It's not going to be nearly as good as an offensive line. You, know, you could also convince like Michael Florio if you wanted to. That's not going to happen. Uh, he's already planted his flag on, on Todd Gurley this season. There's no talking him out of it. So you're no saying, matter how foolish it is. So you're saying it's all on me? You're the wild card here, Greg. I like that. I like the power. I don't like this. I'm the one that presses the button. I'm the one that calls out the name. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Florio part of the team so that he can press the oh no because then he's gonna press the button for Gurley too. He can't press the button, but man, because it's I am gonna off, find it's, a, it's an offline draft. I'm gonna no, but they're still gonna be submitting the picks. I put the sticker on the board. Oh, I was gonna say I'll find Wi-Fi somewhere in Poland just so I can press the button. Not in this league. Not let you guys draft. Todd Not Gurley. in this league. Why do you want him? All the power is mine. All right, well, we'll just see when Frank is right once again. Todd Gurley, if he wasn't, uh, you know, having a little knee issue, the number one overall pick. If he didn't have a little knee issue. Everyone's got an issue, Frank. Right, Greg. Speaking of Nick Chubb, in front of me, I have uh, some odds to the AFC North, percentage of bets, and the handle that's on that. Would you like to play? Let's play! Have we come up with a name with this yet? Name for Mm, this? Let's call it the, uh, the market manager. Best they got so far. All right. We're, we're very big on alliteration today. Frank's favorites. And the market and manager. the market manager. All right. So who do you think the favorite is to win the AFC North? I know the answer to this. It is the Cleveland Browns. All right. What are the percentage of the bets coming in on the Browns at their number of plus 130? Plus 130. They are hyped up. So is this, is this split four ways? Uh-huh. Okay. So the percentage of the bets I'll say is... At plus 130, this is interesting. It's not percentage of money. Percentage of tickets, right? That's what you're asking me? I'll say 30%. 64%. What are we doing? Oh, my goodness gracious. I get it, guys. Baker Mayfield, next big thing. Odell Beckham plays when he wants to, when he doesn't have a thigh injury. 60%, Greg? My 64%. Goodness. All right. What is the percentage Gosh. of the money that is coming on the Browns? 30%. 44%. Right, at least I was closer. You were much closer. Who do you think is the second most money coming in and the highest percentage of bets? Same. Same team. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers. Plus 175. That would be my bet. Percentage of bets is 
Oh, so I should have said 30. What do you think the handle is there? Uh, I'll say it's probably something similar. 30%. 41%. Everybody betting on the Browns and the Steelers wow. are putting the money on the Browns. So combined, they're 95%? 85%. Right? 85% of the tickets. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do the math for a second. 85%. Wow. 85 you're getting some good value on Baltimore. Yep. That's pretty good. Well, what is their uh what, what are their odds to win the division? Odds to win the division. Wait, what were the Browns were plus one thirty. Yeah. Steelers are plus one seventy five. Steelers were plus one seventy five. I'll say the Ravens are plus two fifty. Two seventy five. Okay. Do you want to get on the Bengals? <laughs> uh plus twelve hundred. Higher, Bob. Plus two thousand. Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. Can I interest you? I, I'm a little, I'm kind of interested in the Ravens there. Throw a little bit down on that. Call the shekels there. Look, if I like Lamar Jackson, I like Mark Ingram. Why not? I like Greg Roman as the OC. They have Earl Thomas back there with the safeties now. Why not? Why not, huh? So uh, what's the percentage? I would imagine, uh, well, there's only 15% left to work with. I'll imagine 14% is on uh, Baltimore. 14% of the money or the bets, or the percentage of bets? I'll say whatever was left of the... What was the 15% left of... Uh, the handle. The, the handle. The so I'll say 14% of that is on Baltimore. 7%. 8% of the money is on the Bengals. <laughs> what? More what money, are we doing? More money coming in on the Bengals. Only 2% of bets. Now, do you agree with that, Greg? I mean, how do you think this AFC North is shaking out here? So, so I, I like I, Cleveland to win the division? So, I don't. I don't either. Because I think something falls apart there. I think the, I Ravens, the Ravens are the best bet here at plus 275. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Because you know their defense is going to keep them in games, and their offense is, is probably Even Pittsburgh enough. at plus money is great. I agree. Something's going to go wrong for the Browns. I, I agree with you, man. Look, we've heard Gabe talk about this a ton on the morning after, too. It's Freddie Kitchen's first-year head coach. He's already coming out saying, oh, I'll, I'll fire anyone on the spot immediately who leaks information, whatever. He's trying to you know, put the hammer down, this power move for Freddie Kitchen's. Look, man, you got a lot of personalities in that locker room to uh, to manage right now, from Odell Beckham to Baker Mayfield. What happens if we go through a two-game stretch where, where OBJ isn't getting the ball and the, the Browns lose a couple of games and Baker Mayfield starts running his mouth and Odell Beckham starts, you know, uh, why, aren't I, why aren't I getting the ball? And he's, you know, kicking nets or, you know, hitting nets with his helmet. And Jarvis Landry, uh, well, oh, I'm used to getting targets. Why aren't I getting targets? And... There's a lot there, man. I agree with you. I think something at some point goes wrong with this Cleveland Browns team. There's a lot of talent, no doubt in my mind. Like, they get Olivier Vernon as well to pair up with Miles Garrett. It's a great tandem of uh, pass rushers there. You know, I like Denzel Ward, the cornerback. There's talent up the wazoo here for Cleveland, but I agree with you, man. Something's going to happen. Win total is 9.5. Are you coming in over or under that number? For Cleveland? Man, it's a good number. I'm um, probably slightly under. I, I think they're at probably eight or nine wins. You think the majority of bets are coming in over or under that number? Over, for sure. Under 64% of the bets. Really? And money-wise, how much do you think? 64% of the bets are coming in under. How much of the money is coming in under? 70%. 80%. Just confusing to me. So the same bettors who are betting the under are not the ones that are betting them to win the AFC North. I would gather. Yes, yeah. that's, that seems accurate. <laughs> More action coming up next. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Final few minutes of the week for Frank Stanfield. That's me. And you're out of here. Excited, man? Dude, Nervous? I'm so excited, man. Nervous at all? Last night I was super stressed out because, A, the thumb affected my basketball play for my local team here. Local recreational basketball team. So we lost the game. I was very frustrated about that. My dinner situation got all screwed up. I had to come home and pack. And by the end of it all, Greg, I just said, I need tomorrow to end. I can't wait for tomorrow to end. It's always a... Um, it's going to be great. I'm not sure I put this in your way, because I don't know what you have work-wise after the program. But for me, when I'm going on vacation, like especially like a, not like one of those like two-day things I've been doing in Chicago, but like specifically like a week-long, a really nice vacation like you're going on, I always like, get, like, there's always like some major hump I have to get through. You know, like one major thing's going to fall before I can get the hell out of here. Do you feel that way about today or no? Yeah, I still have to fi- film one more whiteboard, the final one of the series, and I have to edit it. So, What number is that? That's the last, uh, the last of the last. That will be pick number seven. When did you do? When did you do I, I like 10. You did 10 already. I just did 10 earlier today. Right. I got to check out that. I gonna... exported it. I still have to upload it to YouTube. Okay, hold on. Hold, hold on one second. Greg is going to go check out the, uh, the teams that I put together over there uh, for pick 10. I went with the, an interesting strategy. Actually, no, he's just going to uh, he's just going to bring it over here. So here you go. If we can if we could zoom out a little bit here on the ISO, or or just go to the middle shot now. Yeah, uh, please please go Let's to the middle, go to the middle, shot. middle Thank shot. you. All right. This is a little go. bit of a preview. So this is the so we have tenth pick in the draft on Sunday, right? Zoom in so I can see. So it. what I did here, Greg, was uh, right. I went with yeah. two different strategies. Thank one God. that starts running back heavy, RB, uh-huh. RB, and yeah. one that starts wide receiver heavy, wide receiver, wide so receiver. So you went Connor and Cook on the left. Yes, sir. And then you follow that in the third round with Edelman and Gowan. That's a good team, Frank. I, don't I like know, it a lot. I don't know that it would take Allen Robinson at that spot. To be honest with you, I'm draft, you know, I'm no, That's perfectly fine. Well, look at what I did on the other side. I'd rather, I'm not, I'm not up to that probably yet. rather have Tevin Coleman in the yet. fifth round. I like Jared Cook. I like D.D. Westbrook. Deshaun Watson. It's a pretty good team. Very good team. I like the team. I wouldn't do Allen Robinson. Just saying. All right. So on the other side, we got Carson. You took Marlon Mack in the third, huh? Did you, did you know that Andrew Luck's not a football player? Yeah. He's Josh, your, Josh Jacobs he's, also in the mix. He's your RB one, Frank. That that seems terrible. That, 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 no, we well, can't. What, do what about that. the wide receivers? Yeah, I mean that's great, but like all you're doing by seeing this, and the wide receivers are great. You're solidifying. I said it during the video, Greg. I I reminded people that there is a situation going on with Andrew Luck. I said if you want to go with Josh Jacobs instead, I don't want Josh Jacobs either. At that or spot. if Devontae Freeman falls to you at More that spot, or if you want all to you, pull a Mark Ingram up the board. Feel free to do All so. All this is doing is solidifying I am not going wide receiver, wide receiver. That's fine. And part of the whiteboard series is not only to figure out what to do, it's to figure out what not to do. That's what's so fun about it. That's why I like to pit these two different strategies up against each other. But as a reminder, as always, for these whiteboard series videos that I make, feel free to combine the teams, right? Like, that's probably the best team that you end up with. Like, for example, if you start Julio Jones... 
in the second round, you take Dalvin Cook instead of Todd Gurley. Well, what if, uh, that would be a really good team. What if there's a closer that takes him instead? Then you take Nick Chubb. Hmm. I see. But I know Ronis likes Nick Chubb as well. He's got pick 12. Oh, God. You really need to really take a running back early. Please, please, God. Please, God, let James Conner be there. Please. Please. <laughs> but Julian Edelman at the end of the third round, you get behind that, Greg. I got, I got a couple of more. Um, Should I move this out of the way? Now? You can move that out of the way if you want to be seen. I have Steelers win totals, Ravens win totals. I don't really want to be seen. It's fine. Bengals win totals. Do you want to go over that or you want to go to baseball? What do you uh, want to let's do? Just, let's just do baseball. All right. How are we doing in baseball? <laughs> you know how you're doing. You just want me to remind you. Uh, I want you to remind our listeners, Frank. Uh, Greggy is a blistering 3-0 and on the week on his best bets. I'm 2-2. Two and two. But we're 5-2 and two combined, so if you took all of our picks, it's pretty good. 3-0 and no this year, this week. 3-0, and no, that is correct, Greg. Gotta keep it going, man. Yeah. Maybe betting's your thing, actually. I, I feel pretty good about it. So maybe, you know, just <laughs> let me make the picks on, on Sunday. You're not going to be there. <laughs> you can continue to make the best bets here on the but show. But you're not going to be there. I'll find a way. I'll find a way, Greg. I don't want Todd Gurley, man. All right. What if Todd Gurley brings Sexy back? What? Just wondering. What, what does that have to do with anything? All right. Los Angeles Dodgers are still in Miami. Clayton Kershaw is going tonight. There was switch. Remember, Jinjigad went last night. Frank nailed that one as the Dodgers destroyed the Marlins. They covered the minus one and a half tonight. You can still go minus one and a half, but it's minus 178. Uh, to win the game, it is minus 300. Total is eight in this game. Yeah, this is, a, uh, this is a tough one here. Not really much you could do with this Dodgers situation tonight. Clayton Kershaw, very, very fine season. 11-2, 2.77 ERA. On the other side, Eliezer Hernandez is 2-4 with a 4.94 ERA. The Dodgers are minus 300 on the road in Marlins Park. The total is 8. I can't touch this total because while I think Clayton Kershaw is going to perform well, it wouldn't surprise me if the Dodgers once again bomb Eliezer Hernandez. But do they put up, I don't know, eight runs by themselves? I'm staying away from this game, Greg. I agree. I can't do this game. The numbers are just too high. Not interested in the total either. For Seattle, it's Marco Gonzalez against Edwin Jackson, who's back. Got a win for the Tigers last time out. Total is 10. The blast from the past, Greg, that is Edwin Jackson. He's a 9.35 ERA. That is not a typo. It is very bad, Frank. Marco Gonzalez is 12-9, positive record, but has a 4.25 ERA. He was better earlier in the Both year. of these offenses are bad, Greg. So you know what I'm going to do tonight? I, one of my best bets is coming from this game. We're taking the over oh, 10 yeah. oh, runs yeah. tonight with Marco Gonzalez and the Detroit Tigers, which means exactly what? Both of these guys are going to throw gems tonight because last night, when I loved Yusei Kikuchi and I loved Matt Boyd going up against who? Two offenses that suck. Both of them get bombed because that is the way that baseball has been this year with this juiced ball. So while I like the over tonight, it is one of my best bets over 10 runs. I'm sure both of these pitchers are going to randomly throw gems. So proceed with caution. Uh, Domingo Santana, by the way, three for his last 30. He's really slowed down in the second half. He has. Has been fun. Has Danny Santana now taken over as the best D.Santana in baseball, Greg? Hmm. Great question. Danny Santana's betting like 317 and hit another yeah. home run today. He's been amazing. He has been amazing. What a great find for the Texas Rangers. Good job by them. 
Chris Woodward has actually done a pretty good job this year. I agree. Uh, let's go to Atlanta, where we knew Zach Wheeler would get bombed last night. Guess what? He sucked again yesterday. Did I not tell you that was going to happen? I put out a... I sat right in the seat and said he's going to get bombed. I put out a great dad joke last night, Greg. Did, you, did you see it? No. I said Zach Wheeler, more like Zach Flat Tire. Greg just threw his headphones for those that are not here in studio uh, and listening on demand. We, we, we got Zach Flat Tire last night, Greg. Did you think that was... At the time that you tweeted that, <laughs> did you think it was a good joke or a dad joke? Uh, a little bit of both. I thought it was, like, so bad. It was... I think I it's the John Sterling effect, Greg. I think I would have blocked you if I saw it. It was the John you Sterling happy effect. I didn't see it. I would have it blocked you. It was... That's fine. I mean, you could block me. It took you forever to follow me anyway when we worked together for, like, years. Well, yeah. I'm very particular who I follow. Yeah. It's not like I, you know, put out great tweets or anything. You clearly don't! I had a few other ones, too. I mean, other people liked it. I started getting... Uh, what was the response that you got to that tweet? Matt Boyd, more like, Matt Boyd, I'd love to not take this hit to my ERA every start. Someone sent me that. <laughs> uh, and then I said, I is wonder... This your, is this going to be your, your new thing? I wonder how many of these we could keep coming up with. Mendo Bruce weighed in, uh, not with any, um, any comments about technical issues, so that was great. Uh, Brendan McKeep those runs off my stat sheet. And I interest you in that one. I, now we're just combining like, names. Well, well that, that's, that was the point. You didn't combine names. You at least it was didn't, exact, say, yeah. you didn't say, like, flat wheel, <laughs> you know. Oh, come on. Why you got to be so sourpuss, Greg? Come on. Dude, you just, I understand how bad it is. That's, that's the point. No, it wasn't, though, because you thought it was a good joke at the time. No, I didn't. You said it, you just said you did. I just said that it, was, it's, it has the John Sterling effect. It's so bad that it's good. But Sterling's been he's 80 years old. You're, you're not. That's fine. He is a grandpa. <laughs> it's a grandpa joke. But he's been the same for the past 30 years. He wasn't always 80, Greg. No, he wasn't, he wasn't the same 30 years ago. That's not true. Really? Was he not? No. Did he not always have a home run call for somebody? No. That started with Bernie Williams in 96. Burn, baby, burn. Okay, well, that was, I mean, that was still over 20 years ago, Greg. Sure, but that was, was 23 years ago. That was one. He was 55. He had one. All right. And you're not even 30. I, I stop being such a sourpuss, Greg. Gosh. Dallas Keigel. Why don't you come up with the uh, all right, come up with a, with a dad joke on the spot right now. No problem. Dallas Keigel on the mouth uh, for the Braves, more like Houston Keigel, facing off against Steven Matz. I don't get it. They're both cities in Texas, Frank. Wow. Dallas and Houston are both cities in Texas. I thought you were trying to make a playoff of like he's gonna give a vintage performance from when he was in Houston. I mean, that's what I took away from it. Because he pitched for Houston, Greg. Dallas Keuchel, more like San Antonio Keuchel. How's that? Is that joke for a little, you? A little bit better. All right. uh, Dallas Keuchel and the Astros, minus 154 in this game against the New York Mets, who are, wow, surprise, surprise. They're slowing down because they're facing good teams. Who would have thought? Uh, the total in this one is 10. Can I interest you in anything here, Greg? Maybe the over, but that's about it. You don't, you don't have any faith in Steven Matz? He's pitched a little bit better, hasn't he? Ha- he? he has, Absolutely. Uh, Dallas Keiko, I believe, has got rocked his last time out. These two teams are both top 10 in weighted on base average against left-handed pitching, so perhaps the over 10, you're onto something, Greg. I'm leaning the over. Okay. Uh, none of my best bets are going to come from this game. I agree. Let's move on, though, to the Pirates and the Angels. I actually really like the Pirates tonight, plus 108, but I'm not doing the Chris Archer thing. I'm not making my best bet. I'm not relying on him anymore, that scum. <laughs> well, that's a little... Uh... You know, that's a little harsh, Greg. Tell me how I feel. When it comes to Chris, Ar- Chris Archer, the Angels are the favorite tonight. 
minus 126 with Dylan Peters on the mound. Going up against Archer, the total is oh, 10 I might have to do this. in not, this matchup. There's not any more And uh, one of my best bets is coming from this game, Greg. You know, I, I really appreciate what you chimed in with there. Uh, I'm going the other way. The, Angels. the Los Angeles Angels money line. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates are the worst team in baseball in terms of weighted on base average against left-handed pitching. I like Dylan Peters as a streamer this week. And... I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. The Los Angeles Angels money line minus 126 tonight against the Paltry Pirates. One more game to talk about, Frank. It's the Royals and the Cardinals. Battle of Missouri continues with Dakota Hudson taking on Brad. Want to do it with me? Keller! Minus 130 of the Cardinals, plus 114 is Brad Keller. Nine and a half total here. Yeah, Brad Keller has pitched better as of late. I don't hate a little underdog special in this one. I don't. Really like Dakota Hudson. We knew that the fields, the wheels were going to fall off at some point here uh, when it comes to Dakota Hudson. The underlying numbers said that he was pitching way over his head for a long time, and we said that to you guys. Um, but Brad Keller has actually pitched a little bit better. So I have interest in the underdog special here, Greg, with the Kansas City Royals. It is not one of my best bets, though. It's not one of your best bets. So you're sticking just with one best bet for the night. I have two. You know, I have the over in oh, the I, Mariners. I didn't and realize the, the Angels counted as a bet. I, I have the Angels as one of my best bets. I like the over in the Mariners Tigers a lot. You got to make at least one best bet. I, I know how the game works, Frank. I created it. Um, Did you? I think so. Oh, man. This is it's not easy. Oh, I skipped one. I skipped the game. It's Camels. Austin Nola. Total is nine. Mm, the revenge game for Cole Hamels going back to Philly. Camels in Philly. So this is interesting, Greg. Remember the last time you were at Wrigley? I was. You saw Cole Hamels pitch a no-hitter for the Phillies against the Cubs. That's right. Now he's coming back to Philly as a member of the Cubs. The Cubs are going to win this game tonight. I like them. My best bet of the night? Let's go over with the Cardinals and the Royals. Why? I don't know. Over nine and a half. Because it's only nine and a half and Dakota Hudson sucks? That's kind of where my head was at, yeah. <laughs> That's what we'll do. Frank! Have an amazing time in Poland, man. Uh, Hopefully I make it back. We hope. (laughs) We hope. For Frank, for Danny, for EY, have a great night, everybody. EY and I will see you tomorrow. We We hope. hope. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. So what did I miss? What did I miss? Here's what you missed on the BFFs. I will I will give myself more of a chance of defending myself against you anyway. or beating you up rather than I would EY. Marlon Mack is now my 25th ranked running back after today. Where have you moved him, Frank? I have him down at 22 just behind uh, Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and Chris Carson. So he's behind all those guys for me. He, the, other, the other two people that are behind are James White, Sony Michelle, and I also have him behind Tevin Coleman, my guy. And you know what I should probably also do, Greg? And I know you're going to love this. I probably should move Sony Michelle up. Correct. Only because uh, Damian Harris is now dealing with a hand injury. So Sonny if he was completely healthy, he'd obviously be dominating Patriots training camp. Probably right? not. Speaking of the Patriots, I said we were going to dive into some um, later round wide receivers. We haven't necessarily gotten the chance to do that. Yep. Are we not high enough on Nikhil Harry? 
Uh, I mean, potentially. I, I I err on the side of caution when it comes to the New England Patriots uh, outside pass catchers. I really like Edelman. I really like James White this year. But when it comes to Nikhil Harry, I understand he has a draft pedigree. They drafted him with the last pick of the first round. But how many times have we seen either rookies or players from other teams come in and struggle to pick up the Patriots playbook right away? I mean, it is pretty complex. I like Nikhil Harry for Dynasty. And again, even there, I don't like him as much as everybody else does because Tom Brady is going to retire eventually, people. So, you know, we do. We, what is their pass game going to look like once Tom Brady is gone? So you have to take those things into consideration when it comes to Dynasty. I like the player, Greg, but I worry about this year for redraft. Uh, Nikhil Harry, Eli, where is he in your rankings? Uh, pretty low. I, the, the negative buzz early on in training camp made me slide him way, way down. Like, I get that he was drafted high. Um, and, and has a good uh, draft prep pedigree. But the reality is, is I mean, there hasn't been a great outside receiver for the Patriots for a long time. And I know part of that is having Gronk and Edelman on the team. You're just going to control the middle of the field and work your way down. And those guys are both red zone targets as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, and it seems like it's every day or every couple of days, there's a new buzz guy for, for the Patriots. It's, you know, it's Jacoby Myers or it's, Nikhil Harry, or Pay attention they all to the sound name. like made-up names. They all sound like made-up made up names, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Pay attention to the name Jacoby Myers as well, someone who's fl- been flashing in camp so far. More so a slot receiver. That's the role that Julian Edelman is going to play, but Jacoby Myers scored two touchdowns in their first preseason game, and they have been hyping him up throughout camp, so I'm happy you brought his name up, EY. He's someone to pay attention to. I'm not even saying draft him, but just pay attention to him and see, you know, maybe he earns one of these starting jobs uh, for this team. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. 